Okay, can everybody hear me? Testing? Alright. So, as per my usual frustration with this app, though it is pretty fucking sweet, it's got its problems. It did not want to upload the whole fucking 50 minute segment, so we're taking this over from the top again, bitches. But I feel like it makes me a better... I don't know. I don't even want to refer to myself as a podcaster. But it makes me a better host, maybe? Doing it over and over a couple times. Helps me condense my thoughts. That's for sure. So just grab whatever the fuck you got on you. Like, you're about to drink some water or drink your coffee, get some tea, get a wine, whiskey, whatever fucking time of the day it is. Um, as per the other recording about the 2 a.m. workouts, this is the same day, but this is later. It's like 3.36 p.m. I went back to sleep after my workout. I got home from the gym. I was, I fucking tore it up in the gym. I'm so fuck. I was so fucking sore. I was the only one in there until this other dude came in and he just, he was on the treadmill until I fucking like started to get ready to leave. And then he went over to this ab machine and I don't know if he was just like self-conscious or what, but... He literally waited for me to leave and before he even tried touching any of the machines in there. Because I was doing, like, kind of a circuit, but he couldn't really... You can't really tell, like, what the fuck somebody's doing. Plus, it's kind of it's kind of disturbing to know that he was watching me enough to know when I was getting ready to leave and when his self-conscious or weird ass could pick of the machines that I was not using. So even though he was way in the front of the cardio line, he was on a treadmill walking, and all the other equipment that I was using is behind him, he must have been watching me for whatever reason. Um, Fucking creepy. And it was really, really... It's so late, it's early, so it was literally like... Probably 2.40 or 3 when I got there, and I did the majority of my workout already, and I was doing the second half of my, um, my workout, and then that dude came in, and it was like 3.30 or something, so I was getting about finished up. But he had been watching me for at least 20 or 30 minutes while I finished what I was doing, and I did my cool down. So that's kind of creepy. Um, does it scare me? No. He's a bigger dude, but I think he was just self-conscious and wanted to be alone in the gym is why he went there. I do it so I don't have to wait for the fucking machines and I don't have to listen to obnoxious people. Um, it's kind of nice going at weird hours so you have um, the whole place to yourself. I didn't have to wait for the fucking showers either. That shit was all clean. Ain't nobody been in it. All clean. Ain't nobody in there waiting. Got their shit sitting all over the place. Because I hate that too. Where they leave like their fucking towels and everything all over the place. Um, But so yeah. I I came home. And it was about like 4.15, 4.20-ish. And... I just fucking came home, and I died. Um, basically, I came home, took off my sweats, got back into bed, and went to sleep. Got back up around 8, took a piss, 
went back to sleep, got up again at 9, and then got dressed because I had to do some appointments. I had an appointment at 9.40, and then that didn't get done till 10.20. And then I went and had breakfast, finally, after that. I really don't get hungry until probably two or three hours after I get up out of bed. I'm not shitting you. Like, I might have some coffee and water or some tea or something or maybe something like, I don't know, mostly just that stuff or orange juice. But I mostly do liquids earlier in the morning, like coffee or something. I just don't feel like solid food until, like, I'm hungry. I wait. I'm trying to wait until, like, I'm actually hungry for food because I feel like people just they just eat because they think they're supposed to I don't know I'm I'm not saying like because I smoke a lot of weed so that can sometimes increase your appetite or for some people it represses their appetite um, depending on you know their tolerance level and the way their body processes things now I'm gonna light this shit up But, anyway, so I work out at weird hours. I wonder if any of y'all uh, ever worked out. I've I've gone, I mean, worked out at, like, later hours, but I've gone at different hours. Sometimes I'll wait till 11, and I'll work, like, 11 to midnight, and I'll go work out, which is my typical thing, because it's all out of the way. I'm already off of work. If I had any school work, I had already had it done. Or didn't plan on finishing it at that time. Um, and then I would just, you know, relax. Go to the gym. I'd get a little stoned and I'd go to the gym. Most times that's what happens. Except for my incident, as I told in uh, the other podcast. My little edible freakout. Microdose, kids. Microdose. Microdosing is taking very small amounts of whatever it is you're ingesting, only to get the the like bare minimum effect from it, so you're not like stupid like me, like stupid high, and you feel your fucking cardiovascular system firing in your chest. That was a fucking man. That was a trip. I felt like. I don't know. I could feel literally the tissues contracting in my chest and my lungs expanding. Like, you know how you're not fully aware of that pressure and the pressure change in your chest when you're breathing and running and your heart's pounding? We don't realize that shit unless you're fucking high, uh, like, or if you're just super stoned like I was. Cause that shit's processed by your liver, but yeah. Do I regret it? No. Because it was a valuable lesson to learn. Would I do it again exactly that same way? No, probably not, because it was not necessarily fun. Because you kind of have to talk to yourself when you're stoned, like, okay, stoned Bailey, it's gonna be okay. We're just having some technical difficulties. And I know it feels like there's an elephant on your chest, but it's okay. You're just experiencing, you're in, you're becoming aware of your involuntary muscle movement. And like I said before, some people could feel their fucking food moving through their intestines and it's freaked them right the fuck out. 
I'm sure a psychedelic like shrooms combined with an edible or, uh, so shrooms and a weed edible or something like LSD or acid and an edible, I suppose, would have an even more severe effect on your, uh, sensation recognition in your body where your mind is putting one and two together. It's going, okay, I can feel my heart beating, like literally beating in my chest, not just the thud beat, but I can feel like my entire chest cavity, like all the workings that's going on while I'm doing this fucking workout from hell. It was kind of scary, but it's very eye-opening. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up on uh, Thursday. Today's Tuesday. Um, and with the whole insomnia topic, man, I got some sort of weird sleep pattern. Excuse me, I'm about to die. <coughs> um, I'll go like two or three days. Most times it's one or two days actually that I don't sleep and then I'll have like a really good night of sleep or I'll have like a partial night where I do like four or five hours and I'll be good or I'll be a fucking zombie sometimes when I if it's that three or four day sleep cycle where I can't I just can't sleep and I'm like a zombie and it just sucks your body you need to sleep or you're gonna die okay so tom not thomas edison um what's his name mm, fuck it's gone but anyway some people and many geniuses and philosophers and people like that and even like business ceos like steve jobs and all kinds of shit they got the weirdest schedules but they do it to be time efficient and in i don't know sometimes in my mind i feel like i'm losing time sleeping i hate sleep like i love hate sleep i love how relaxing and i don't have to do anything really during it which is great it's good to shut it off but i hate it because it's a waste of fucking time to me I think, I can't remember who the fuck it was, but he'd take like two hour naps. He'd sleep maybe four or five hours, but it'd be all spread out throughout the day. You get like 20 years extra if you can utilize uh, your sleep patterns better. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Jesus. The only thing that sucks is that your body needs that sleep and sometimes your body cannot adhere to a specific pattern. You have to let it do what it wants to do. Like I talked about the eating when you're just hungry. You're not like feeling obligated to eat. Just eat when you're hungry. And eat something that fucking sounds good. Don't eat like junk food. I'm trying not to touch fucking junk food at all. Um, which is... <clears throat> not difficult, but people, like, when you go out and they're like, oh, you're above it, huh? You don't want to eat, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not that. I'm just, you know, trying to watch my shit, you know? Mama needs to take care of her body now because she hasn't been doing it enough, so I need to get my life right. But some people cannot sleep 
according to those kind of inner the intervaled uh, sleep patterns where you just take you only sleep four hours but the four hours are spread out throughout your 24 hour day so instead of our usual 12 hours of activity level and activity times uh, you get 20 hours uh, which is super efficient so you're only sleeping four hours out of the 24 hours. That's a 20-hour day. Imagine the shit you can get done. I can do it because my brain's already kind of work like this. It's been like this since probably 15 or 16. I've always had a weird fucking sleep pattern. And when I do sleep and I hit REM sleep, spooky shit happens. I fucking sleepwalk and all kinds of shit. I talk in my sleep. Like, full conversation. No shit. Sometimes, <clears throat> not full conversation, but <clears throat> I'll shift around in my sleep. Or I'll get up and I'll walk, awa walk around uh, my bedroom and the bathroom. I used to share our downstairs uh, bedrooms with my sister and we had the two bedrooms but we shared a bathroom and that was in between our rooms right uh and at the time our tub still worked so the bathroom the toilet the sink and the tub were all up in this one area so we just shared this bathroom two teenage girls sharing a bathroom holy shit and sam would leave her door open to her bedroom <clears throat> and i would leave mine open uh for airflow, because at the time we had, like, radiator heat, so we had to leave that open, because the bathroom had the radiator in it. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, Sam said that I would get up and walk around in my REM sleep, <coughs> and, like, go into the bathroom and stare in the mirror. Not stare into it, but face the mirror for long periods of time or she said I'd turn around and I'd face standing in front of the toilet like I was like trying to piss or something it was weird uh <clears throat> one time she said she had to get up and shut her fucking bedroom door cause I was like kept opening and shutting the fucking medicine cabinet <clears throat> you know like above your sink where you keep like the floss and shit I kept opening and shutting and opening and shutting this glass little medicine cabinet mirror door thing and she said I just couldn't because it was like squeaky and she's like I got up and I didn't wake you up she's like but I fucking shut the bathroom door and I locked it <laughs> so you couldn't open it uh I'm like that's the strangest thing and I didn't believe it until I was fucking recorded doing it so there you go I thought it was my sister fucking with me, you know? <clears throat> Can we talk about the philosophy and kind of... I don't know. Like some of the quotes from Game of Thrones. Because I know Game of Thrones is going to be coming back for its final season. But I read the books. Uh, up to this point, he hasn't finished the series yet in books. But um, they're finishing out the show which they've already said is not going to have the same ending as the books, obviously, but also that there might be multiple endings because they shot multiple en endings for this final season, if you weren't aware for that. 
But if you're not, if you're new to Game of Thrones, which I would be very shocked if you are, but on the fair chance that you have somehow lived under a rock <clears throat> and escaped, or at least uh, resisted the Game of Thrones universe and uh, story, then I will enlighten you. Game of Thrones is a book series that was written by history buff and author George R. Martin. And he particularly said that the War of the Roses, was, which is the, uh, the war between this, uh, the Lancasters and the, uh, what you call them? Lancasters and uh, the other ro royal family. <coughs> I can't remember what it's called. Fuck. But anyway, <coughs> it was the War of the Roses. And it's loosely based off of the fucking shit and the politics that went down in history during that time. Where they were fighting for the uh, York. Ah, there we go. Lancasters versus the Yorks. Um, <clears throat> they were fighting for the throne, which also gave birth to the Tudor dynasty, this union that ends up happening and all the politics that happened during that time. Because it was a crazy time to be alive back then. All the crazy shit. The fucking murder and politics and scandal and death. I fucking love history. <clears throat> and George R. R. Martin does too, so he based Game of Thrones kind of off of that. But you're following, like, the Stark, there's a, a Stark family, which is one of the noble houses. It's a lot of knights and princesses and kings and queens and dragons. There's all kinds of shit. Uh, and all kinds of mystical shit, too. But there's a lot of fuckery and politic bullshit that happens and sabotage and deceit, and there's a lot of dancing that goes on. There's a lot of social dances that we get to see. There's a hierarchy that is established. And George R. R. Martin <clears throat> has a lot of badass characters. And one of the best laws about Game of Thrones is that there's a saying called Valor Muculis, which means all men must die. Um, and so all, literally anybody is up for for the, the execution block, okay? Anybody can die at any moment, and this show is so goddamn crazy. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but forewarning, there's a lot of graphic content. There's lots of sex and violence and drinking and uh, rape. All kinds of bad shit in this book <clears throat> or in these books and in the show. And there's incest that you get to see. There's bougie rich people and then there's poor starving people up in this. But some of my favorite characters, I will list them off. There's a Machiavellian-type character, uh, Tywin Lannister. Uh, that's one of my favorites. <clears throat> Tyrion Lannister, obviously his son. The, uh, he plays 
a dwarf, I guess, in the in the show, if that's kind of correct or not. Um, but he plays, uh, Peter Dinklage plays his son, Tyrion, who's also a fucking fantastic, <clears throat> funny, and very intelligent character who is constantly repressed because of his uh, size and stature, <clears throat> but literally only gets by because he's born into a wealthy family, a wealthy, powerful family. That was too narcissistic to just kill him. Even though they wanted to, they just kept him around. And He's super smart and one of my favorite characters. So Tywin Lannister, Tyrion Lannister... Um, Littlefinger, or also known as Peter Baelish, is another one of my favorite. Him and Varys, uh, who's another character who's a eunuch. Varys is a bald eunuch. <clears throat> and he's kind of the spy master of the royal family and the royal council of uh, this one major city. Where, like, the king and queen are uh, staying at the capital of their kingdom. And so then, uh, <clears throat> so these are some of my favorite characters. Um, <clears throat> I'd say top two, and I'm sorry, Tyrion, but Tywin Lannister and Peter Baelish are some of the most badass fucking characters I've ever seen. Because um, they're so calculated and manipulative... That And they're so suave about it that you can't fully fucking hate them. Even though they do a bunch of horrible, disturbing, bad shit to get what they want. And staying in power and keeping their family's heads above water. That you're gonna really be like, I don't know whether I should fucking hate you or love you. Like, it's, it's hard to describe. Um, and good Game of Thrones quote or a conversation that ended up happening between Peter Baelish and Varys, and I'll say the Tywin one after. But Peter Baelish and Varys are sitting, standing in that throne room, looking at the big ass Iron Throne, which is why this show is called Game of Thrones, and it's made of like all these melted swords and shit and armor, and it's. This big, sharp-ass throne chair that people, kings in the book, had fucking cut themselves on for years because the guy that forged this throne took all the swords from his fallen enemies when he conquered that kingdom and became king and killed a bunch of fucking people and united it. He took all of his enemies' swords and he melted them into a chair with his fucking dragon's fire. And said, and had all these ironsmith workers and uh, just blacksmiths forge this sharp-ass king's chair, his throne, um, into this giant sword monstrosity. Now, the chair in the show is a lot smaller than the chair in the books was described. The chair in the books was huge. It took up most of the throne room platform like the walk up to uh, uh, the throne itself where the king and queen would sit. And um, it was huge and sharp and people constantly were cutting themselves severely on this chair because it's made of fucking swords and shit, right? So, but the king that made it 
his name was Aegon the Conqueror, Aegon Targaryen, uh, and he fucking, he said no ruling power, no king or queen, well, I think he said no king should sit uh, comfortable in this chair, so what he meant is, if you're gonna be king, you should never be chill sitting in this fucking throne room, because this is a serious matter. He who wields the power holds the most responsibility. The pressure's on, bitch. Basically, he said, I don't want you to sit steady on this seat of power. So he made the throne uh, really sharp and uncomfortable. And if you don't sit right in it, you can actually fucking almost kill yourself. <clears throat> There's been instances where they did in the book. And they suspected that they just moved to too sudden in this fucking chair and literally cut themselves and bled to death. All kinds of stupid shit. Um, so, Peter Baelish and Varys, the spy master, or the spider they call him, are standing up in this throne room, all alone, looking at this, these two men staring at this big-ass chair. Uh, and in the movie, or in the show, I mean, uh, the same scene kind of plays out when they're having this dialogue. And he's like, how many times have you counted? And he said, what do you mean? He's like, how many times have you counted the swords of his throne staring at it like that? Because Peter Baelish is just staring at this throne like, I want this bitch. I want what it represents. I don't care. Uh, about what the consequences are. And Varys says, you know, the throne is made of um, the, you know, the thousand blades of Aegon's, um, Aegon's enemies or whatever. <clears throat> and he said, basically he stops him right there. He's like, actually, there aren't even a hundred of these swords in this chair. Uh, he was looking at the chair... The throne, sorry, the throne in the show is a lot smaller. So he's like, basically, he's like, there aren't even a hundred blades in this chair. He's like, this is a story that we tell each other over and over again, and it's probably bullshit, is what Peter says. And Varys is like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you remove a rung <clears throat> uh, from a ladder and I'll fall or something like that. It starts the dialogue or some shit. No, not like that. He says something like, chaos is a ladder. So, basically, he tells Varys that I'm going to get what I want, and what I want is to rule everything. Because that's what I want. Because he, he's asked several times in the series what he wants. Because he just does psycho-manipulative shit, and it seems randomly. Even to people he's supposedly allied with or works for, this man, Peter Baelish, <clears throat> or Littlefinger, as most people call him. Um, and they constantly ask him what he wants. What do you want? What do you want? And he says everything. I want everything. Uh, and he means it. And he was talking to Varys. He's like, I don't care if I'm the last man on the sender. I don't give a shit. I'll be king of ashes. Uh, you know. He's like, I'm gonna make this chaos happen. I'm gonna destroy shit around us. 
and in the chaos I will climb the ladder. And his fucking sigil is a mockingbird. Uh, and there's also been a sigil made where it's like a bird, a mockingbird standing on a fucking ladder. Like it's hopping up a ladder. Um, and I love that quote. Chaos is a ladder. It sure fucking is, isn't it? Um, and he, it just seems like it. there's no point to any of it. Because he makes alliances in the show and in the book and then he fucking just just kills them or throws them under the bus or frames them. So it's really fucked. But that's another one of my favorite ones. Uh, it's Chaos is a Ladder. Another one is Tywin Lannister, <clears throat> who's played by Charles Dance in the show. And he fucking said something like... Uh, there's a character, Joffrey, that's a little snotty boy king who you're going to fucking hate. Whether you watch the show or whether you read the book, you're going to fucking hate that character. One of your, Probably one of the most hated characters, I would say, of Game of Thrones. And um, basically, he's like, I am the king, is what Joffrey would always say, is I am the king. He'd say it, he'd repeat it over and over again because he's just like fucking, like... He wasn't like a he wasn't like a little boy, but in the books he was like probably 14 or 15 or something like that. So he was still a, a fucking teenage boy. So he's a little dick. He's a little piece of shit and he's sadistic and he likes to torture animals and shit um and beat women and all kinds of nasty stuff. Um and he's in there in their little meeting and he's like, I am the king and I'm going to punish you. And the fucking Tywin Lannister is such an OG motherfucker. He goes, uh, any man who has to say I am the king is no true king. And he says, I thought you would have learned that when I had to win your war for you, which he did. He basically took care of everything. The, he's, the king had nothing to do with it. He's such a fucking coward. And he says something to Tywin like, my dad, you know, took the throne and killed Aegon while you sat at home under a rock or something like that. And he fucking sends, uh, he ends up sending Joffrey to fucking bed. The king. This man is not, he's not in any actual high position other than hand of the king, which is basically the king's manager position. Does all the actual work. And... So, Tywin Lannister sent the fucking king to bed without supper, bitch. And he's not even... And, by the way, the way the bloodline works, Joffrey is Tywin's grandson. So, it's not like Tywin can just do what he usually does and have that bitch killed. He sent that hoe to bed. Without his supper. Because <clears throat> he's the most feared man. In Westeros, up until a point, which you'll find out why. Because all men must die, you know. But it's a really fucked up scene how he dies, too. In the books, Peter Baelish isn't dead yet, but in the show, they killed him off already. So, spoiler alert. Um, currently, in the current, after the current season, he's dead. I don't like how they did it, but, eh, what are you gonna do? I need to do right. I really think he would have made it farther in the books, and we haven't heard all of his story story yet. But 
I think he's going to be like an end gamer in the book. I'm sorry. He's he's in it to win it and he's got good reason to want everything. Cuz his story is kind of it's kind of likable. Uh the reasons why he wants to rule everything no matter if it's destroyed or not. Um it's really fucking interesting. It's a very complicated show. But so was history. That's why George R. R. Martin is a fucking history buff, you know? Chaos is a ladder. It's a good... It's a good quote. If I had to choose what, what house in Game of Thrones I would be a part of... Um... Trying to think. I'd either be a Lannister or a Baratheon, I feel. Lannister or Baratheon. Um if not Lannister and Baratheon, maybe Hmm. I'm not really a Stark. Although I'm from the north. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, well, anyway. I think I'd be a Lannister or a Baratheon. For sure. And my looks are more Lannister because I got kind of strawberry blonde hair. I'm very ginger eyebrowed and very fair skinned. But I have symmetrical facial facial features, so I'm actually kind. I've been told I'm attractive, but who fucking knows, right? Like a blade of grass doesn't know it's a fucking blade of grass, right? Probably not, because it doesn't even think it's a piece of grass. I'm just saying that I can't tell if I'm attractive or not. So I just win it by false confidence, because I'm a suave motherfucker. I'm just kidding. I really do wing everything. I like making people laugh, though. This is the whole point of this podcast, is make people laugh. And to be honest, and kind of, it's like a little audio diary of mine. Like, it's an audio diary of my life and my thoughts. Which could probably amount to nothing or amount to everything. I don't know, like... I'm not even really doing this. Like, some people do this shit to be famous, but it's kind of therapeutic. I'd suggest to anyone to do their own podcast. Mine's very, uh, very casual. As you know, I don't edit. I don't even have fucking music in the background anymore, but oh well. Fuck it, right? But you guys have a good day, and I'll probably add another segment somewhere later. So, uh, peace out. Bye.